This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. And he is the creator and founder of the website, redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. Today on the podcast, I have Coach Ryan Crawford from Houston County High School. Let me give you a little background about Houston County for those who aren't familiar with Georgia high school football. Houston County is the school Jake Fromm played at. And if you've seen, I think it's QB1, there's some show out there, and you probably saw the show with Jake Fromm on it, and the head coach then was Von Laster. I've also had him on the podcast. He's an awesome guy. He's now at Bleckley County. Well, Coach Ryan Crawford became the head coach after Von Laster left Houston County. So Coach Crawford is the head coach at Houston County right now. This is his third season. Many of you have asked me to have him on the podcast, and I've met him a few times, and he's a great guy, and I was. I was going to call him to be on the podcast, but his victory over Peach County made me call him with a sense of urgency. Hey, man, can I get you on the podcast? Because I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're doing. Peach County just beat Lee County. Lee County has been one of the best programs in the state of Georgia for the past two or three years, if not the best program in the state of Georgia, winning the state championship at the 6A level for two two straight years. Peach County beats them, and then Houston County goes in, and they beat Peach County. So it's a great conversation with Coach I think you all will enjoy it. And Coach Crawford, I appreciate you being on the podcast. High school football for me goes way back. You know, I'm, I'm originally from Griffin, Georgia. Um, played it at, uh, I've been a Bear a long time. I played for Griffin Bears. And uh, for me, playing high school football, it, it, and great environment there when I growing up, watching uh, my cousins and uncles playing. And uh, that's kind of where I came from. And, a little bit about my background, so I've been around some great high school football since I've been alive. And uh, but yeah, I got into uh, I got into coaching back in uh, 2002. Um, I actually went to college at Valdosta State. Um, I tell everybody, uh, you know, I didn't play any college football. I was an average high school player with a bad knee, but I really loved football. So uh, yeah. started coaching and learning how to uh, uh, see the game, and, and uh, got into it for. For selfish reasons at first, you know, because I wanted to be a coach and I thought that was what it was all about. But um, really, go looking back at it, I think that it it really kind of helped me uh, be a better person and mold me into uh, being a uh, a better uh, example of how to how to help young men uh, do the right thing and, and be on the right path. You know, so I think that's really kind of where I'm at now in my career. Um, I started at, at Brooks County High School as a as a student assistant while I was in high school again college uh, with coach branch down there and uh really think a lot of coach branch and and uh, what you know he's a great great man and learned a lot down there a little short since i was there then i graduated and went over to uh, uh tattano county and uh that's in reedsville i actually lived in reedsville and i was married and, uh was working there for a couple of years and uh worked with coach glenn john glenn who's uh, retired now but a great man and, and uh, great coach and was at Metter for years and uh, learned a lot, and, and uh, we weren't very good. I didn't really know what I was doing a whole lot, but I uh, worked hard. And then um, 
my connection with Griffin, um, Coach Smith, Kevin Smith, is actually the head coach at Perry High School. Um, and I, he was my position coach when I played um, at Griffin uh, years ago. Um, kept in contact with him. and he had, uh, He'd been at Northside or Robbins for years. And um, they had an opening. And uh, I kind of joked, but I, I actually took Mike Chastain's uh, teaching slot. Uh, Mike was going out the door, going to Peach County, I believe, and I was coming in the door. Yeah. So uh, Mike, Mike and I have kind of been connected for a long time uh, that way. Um, but uh, got a coach, and that kind of really kind of changed my career and changed my you know my thought on a lot of things. Uh, working for Coach Conrad Nix, um, I know you've had some coaches on here in the past that's talked about Coach Nix, but uh, you know that really. Uh, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I think the Lord was looking after me, getting me in, in that, that environment and that coaching staff and, and just understanding that, uh, you know, how to work and how to kind of teach kids, but also how to uh, teach them how to do things right off the field, you know. And I think that that's really uh, was something that was uh, very important in my career. Um, I coached ninth grade. Uh, I did a little bit of everything position-wise, but I – we had such a great coaching staff that nobody moved. So everybody stayed there, you know. So, um, and I just kind of worked my way up. I, I just coach every year. If I can go coach something different on defense, I, I did a little – I worked the defensive ends. I worked uh, with Coach Smith there, and I did some uh, some, some linebacker stuff, worked in the secondary. I wouldn't really learn how to do the secondary. So, um, but by, while I was doing that, I was coaching the ninth grade. And those, those five years were really, uh, I think, really kind of helped me uh, learn how to deal with uh, all kinds of kids and um, open-minded to, to, to understanding kids need uh, need coaching and they need to be coached all a little bit different, maybe. And uh, so I think that helped me. And then I had opportunity uh, once Coach Nix retired to uh, to move up to varsity. Coach Kinsler got the head job and uh, was coaching linebackers there for uh, for three years um, and really uh, really had some really good teams those years. I was at Northside for. Uh, for eight years, eight seasons, and uh, was a part of a lot of winning football and, and uh, play. Uh, was, you know, we, we won a couple state championships. We played in a couple more, didn't win them, but I mean, we was in semifinal games. So really got a lot of experience there. And and, uh, and then uh, Coach Laster, uh, Ron Laster got the head job. He, he and I worked together for a couple years at Northside, and he, he called me and asked me about coming over here to, to Houston County and uh, as a coordinator. And um, for me, and my wife was, was actually the softball coach here. Um, was a very successful softball coach and, and uh, did a great job. I live over here. My kids are here. And it just and we just felt like it was, it was what God wants to do and, uh, and came over here. And, and then, you know, from the coaching standpoint, you know, I've always been uh, to the point where I, you know, I enjoy being a part of a program that's very successful. But I want to go see if we can build something, you know. Right. And uh, that's kind of where – uh, we we came and, and uh, we came here at a good time. You know, Mike uh, Mike was Coach Chastain was offensive coordinator. I was defensive coordinator, and, and Coach Laster was the head coach. And, uh, and we went to work. Uh, we had a, it, it worked out perfect. That principal that uh, got us all here, and, and we got in that weight room, and these kids thought we were crazy. <laughs> uh, but we started hitting hitting them weights and, and and just working on character and working on believing and. Um, and then, of course, you know, out walked an eight, eighth grader named Jake Fromm. And, uh, you know, he's obviously history is what it is now. But he was just a young pup back then. But you knew something was special about him. And, uh, you know, we uh, we got it going and, uh, you know, had won some games. And then 
and those guys had some opportunities to move on to other places. Um, and, uh, you know, I just felt like um, I'd invested a lot of time in here. And, and uh, these kids, uh, you know, they still need to be led. And I wanted to make sure, uh, you know, if anybody was going to do it, it might as well be me. I put my name in the hat. And, uh, and, and the principal here, Dr. Reiser, and the administration, they gave me the chance. Um, you know, we had two pretty, pretty tough years. Uh, with some young guys playing and some, uh, you know, the way the the flow of kids moving around and kind of society now. We, we had a few guys move out and kind of hurt us, but we, we we kept a good, good senior class together. And those guys were playing a bunch and just really uh, proud of these guys, how they come along. And, and that's where we're at now. So I'm, I guess, seven years at Houston County, uh, and that brings us today. Well, talk about that, Coach, <clears throat> because I really, you know, last week I really feel like, you know, you look at all the scores out there, you guys beating Peach County after Peach County had just beat Lee County. You know, that had to be uh, the victory of the week as far as I'm concerned. But what was interesting is, is like you said, you had two years where you all struggled after you had a lot of success with Jake Brom. You had two years where you struggled, but you held it together and you kept building it. And now here you are um, having a very successful year, coming off of a big-time win versus Peach County. So how did you do that? How did you keep everybody together moving forward through adversity? Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just an everyday belief, you know, that, that – uh, you know, I, I, maybe I'm stubborn or naive enough to think, but I, I've always been wondering, give me the worst 11 guys on the field, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll try to coach them up the best we can. You know, that that right. mindset. But I, I just tell kids all the time, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. You understand that. You hear that all the time. But you get in the weight room, and you work, and you push each other, and, you, and you're passionate about getting better and, and, uh, and just work. You know, I told them last year, you know, um, I didn't think we were a, a, a great football team by any means last year, but I didn't think we were a bad one either. You know, I just told them, I said, guys, just just keep playing, keep working, stay together. You know, just constantly talking that in all season, this this all season. And um, you know, you're dealing with teenage kids, you know, and they don't uh, with, with the way social media is and things like that. They listen to noise that sometimes it makes it hard on all of us, but. Uh, you know, we just we just kept preaching that and just telling them, hey, look, you know, we got a lot of guys back that's played a lot of football, and um, you know, we we got some good coaches, and uh, and obviously all that sounds good, but uh, but I think once they start seeing success and believing, that's 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 stronger than anything you can ever uh, give a kid. But uh, we had a good off season, um, and then we had a wet spring, pretty good spring, and we had a good spring game, and we made some plays against some uh, good football players and teams, and. And then went into summer and had some success with some OTAs and seven on seven. So I think those guys started believing a little bit then, and uh, and then obviously uh, we got off to a good start um, going into last Friday night. And uh, Perry had played Perry week one, which was a big big game for us um, in uh, in our area, and we played really well. And I think that kind of jump started our guys to understand, hey, look, we we can do this, you know. And uh, and then and then they start to see that, and then. But then the other day, last last week, um, you know, we, were, we were two touchdowns down. You know, we were down, but by nine minutes left, we're down by 14 points, you know. So our guys had to make a decision, you know. Uh, you can either fold it up or we keep playing. And the style of offense we run is we got some playmakers out, out wide. Our quarterbacks are good players. So we felt like um, let's just keep playing. And that's that's all. And that's what I just – I mean, I go back to what we did 
uh, the past two years, just keep playing, keep working, keep working, don't quit, don't quit. You know, all the stuff you tell you, yourself, but uh, the, the belief is an amazing thing, um, but at the same time, um, it can flip on you in a hurry, and we got to do a great job this week of getting that back up and playing another big game. What so so you you know you're the, you're a defensive guy you know you talked about all the different defenses you you position that you ran so what is I mean obviously your favorite defense is the defense you're running so what defense do you run and why do you run it? Uh, I'm I'm a I'm an even guy I'm four down I mean that's that's kind of what I've always uh, hung my hat on back at Northside but. Uh, that defense actually comes from from Griffin, uh back in the eighties and nineties. Um, you know, uh, the coach Smith, who coached with me, but he actually came from Griffin, and uh, just my ties with Coach Gilstrap. Uh, if you know him, he's been around a long time, um, and just uh, believing in uh, and having uh, defensive linemen up front, playing technique, and being attacking. Um, that's kind of what we do in our philosophy. But uh, I also am a guy that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't really pigeonhole myself in anything. If I feel like we got some matchup problems, then I'm gonna try to uh, do a good job of making sure that, that that you know we can do something to stop that. So I've been I've been odd a lot too. You know, we've done a lot of stuff uh, out of an odd front, and, and uh, you know we. And I'll be I'll be the first one to tell you I steal defenses from everybody. I see something I like, and I <laughs> I draw it up. And, hey, I, I sit on Saturday if I like something somebody's doing, I try to find a way to put it in what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, I think that was being able to you know, do something um, that maybe that, that team hadn't worked on all week long. Um, you know, when you got some guys, you just line up and play base defense. You can do that some years, but some years you can't. Some years you better do something. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe the first half you have to do something, the second half do something different, and and really just give your kids a chance to, uh, to be successful. But – uh, the bottom line is, is when you're playing great defense, you gotta you gotta find out who their one or two guys are they want to get the ball to, and not let them beat you. And then you gotta play really, really hard and and, uh, and create turnovers. And uh, and I, I make no bones about it. I pray for turnovers every week. <laughs> I pray for them. I, I pray for our kids to understand how important they are because I think it can change the momentum of a game. And um, and those are huge, huge plays in big ball games. Coach, so what? You know, you think anybody like me that thinks about Houston County, I think you know, throwing the ball all the time, Jake. From as a head coach, what's your offensive philosophy? I mean, you're a defensive guy. What do you want to see from your offense? I have to, you know, my, my my thoughts on that have changed in three years as a head coach. You know, as a, as a defensive coach, you know, we want to pound the ball, play great. Deep. You know, you, you got that whole bunch of the defense, but I, I think it depends on where you're at. You know, um, at our school, um, it may be different than, than maybe right across town. Somebody else different mentality type of kids, and, um, you know. But I think this day and time, the way uh, the way the rules are, the way uh, the way kids are, sometimes you know you, they want to they want to get the ball out of space and, and make big plays. And I think that uh, if we have a uh, quarterback that can do that, I think that's uh, that's something that that I I think kids like to do. And, uh, and really, you just got to find out what your kids do well. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned as a head coach is, you know, you, 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 every team's different. I know y'all done a great job where you're at and, and, and continue to do a great job. But, 
you know, each year you might be a different type team offensively, you know, depending on what you have. Um, so I think that uh, for me, the hardest thing to do on defense is to tackle people in space. Um, so I don't really care what offense you run. And obviously that sounds like the spread is what uh, everybody likes to do, but uh, it's really hard to tackle people in space. So um, find a way to get, get your athletes on the field, uh, get it out there to them in space and, and let people uh, you know, get them on the ground. So I think that's probably – uh, where I'm leaning to right now, I think that if it was uh, a different place, you know, I might be in there in too tight <laughs> wing tee and run the ball, you know. So right. uh, I think it's on the type of kids you have, and uh, that changes year to year. Absolutely. Coach, you said something earlier about, you know, um, coaching all the different positions and then that you wanted to coach the ninth grade team. Talk about that a little bit because I feel like – a lot of people, they just want to coach on varsity and they don't want to coach JV. They don't want to coach the ninth grade team. But it's if you ever if you have aspirations for being a head coach, you have to learn how to manage kids. That's more important than any X's and O's you know, how to deal with kids, how to manage kids, how to motivate them. And you coaching the ninth grade kind of prepares you to be a head coach. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. I think you're, uh, you know, I, at the time when you're doing it as a young coach, you really don't understand it. But, I mean, it's not just coaching the ninth grade. I think it's doing everything. You know, I just, matter of fact, I, I'm the athletic director, head football coach. I just got done painting a, a field for the powder puff game tonight, you know. So, <laughs> I think that uh, learning how to do uh, a lot of stuff, you know, video, equipment, you know, dealing with ninth graders, coaching a position, you know, how to, uh, teach and I mean just there's so many things uh, that it takes to to be successful as you go forward and, and when you're young you know you just see the you see the, the byproduct of, of a lot of people doing a lot of things you know so um, I, I wanted to go to Northside because I wanted to learn how to do some things and start from the bottom and, and work my way up and uh, obviously you know when you don't have kids you're married you know you you really don't need a whole lot of money so I just I just wanted to just dig in and learn as much as I could, um, and, and 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 figure out how to how to uh, do everything. And that was just my my goal as a coach because I knew I had aspirations to be a head coach. So uh, I, I'm not that old. I'm I'm 39, but I mean I've kind of worked my way up and, and and kind of done a little bit of everything. But I think it's important for young coaches um, to just you know try to start somewhere. Um, get in a good, any great staff that, that understands what it takes to to work and, and try to learn as much as you can, you know. Um, and, and that was my idea of the ninth grade program to me. A lot of those kids, uh, some of those kids aren't going to probably make it all the way four years, you know. And, um, and then some of them you think that are really good players, they end up not being. And the guys are probably not very good, they end up being good players. It taught me how to say, hey, look, don't ever say never to a kid. Uh, because there's been some guys play for us by the time they're juniors or seniors that shoot, they go on and play in college football. And as a ninth grade, I never even thought they would ever even get on the field. So uh, uh, it, it teaches you how, as a coach, um, that, that there's a lot of a lot of things under a kid that you just got to work him. You got to mold him, and you don't know how hard a kid wants to work. And, and all of a sudden, you know, that kid hits a growth spurt. Kids, kids grow uh, so much between their ninth and tenth grade year. A lot of kids start ninth grade as 14-year-olds, and some of them start as 16-year-olds. So you just you don't know. 
Um, and, and we get a lot of, that's kind of what we get here at House of Canada. A lot of kids are, are really good students and, and they get here as young, small kids and then they get in the weight room. And then by the time they're done, um, you know, they're, they end up being pretty good players. Um, so I think that uh, that's really kind of uh, what I would tell. I got a couple young coaches on my staff and I try to uh, give them a little words of wisdom into that type thing. So uh, I think that's important. Yeah, that's what I always say to to my kids, too, because we have probably the same type of kid a little bit. But, you know, I tell them the five-star kid is the kid that hit puberty in the fourth grade. And, um, you know, he was full-grown when he was in the ninth grade. So, yeah, when he's a senior, he's already 6'4", 260. But most of the time, the kids that are going to be successful are those kids that didn't hit puberty till the 10th grade. They got to learn how to work because they don't – nobody ever told them how good they were. And then by the time they're in college, they become six foot four, two sixty, two seventy. Um, so it's it's that's exactly right. Don't ever say never like that. So, coach, talk a little bit about the weight room. You said it about five or six times. Um, obviously, you believe in it, and development is critical for for your success. And then you talked about how to build toughness a little bit. Talk about how important it is to what you've built there at Houston County. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I think you could probably go in a lot of weight rooms across the state and you can come watch us. Uh, and, and you probably say we don't really, you know, maybe not even know what we're doing a whole lot. And, I, uh, and I, 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 when I say that, I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that probably know a lot more about, you know, how to break down the power clean, how to, you know, all the phases of it and do all that stuff. And I think all that's great. Um, but I learned from Coach Nix a long time ago that, if you go in there and just throw rocks for an hour, you know, I mean, you go in there and, you know, run stairs or stupid, I mean, you, just teaching them how to work, teaching them that, you know, that's important. But the biggest thing is doing it together. Um, the biggest thing for me is getting in there together and seeing the guys you're going to play with in there struggling just like you are. You know, that's the biggest thing to me. You know, I, 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 I know we, we always constantly trying to figure out, you know, what, you know, do we want power clean, hang clean? What do we want? How do we want to do squat? You know, what is it? You know, all that stuff is great. We'll continue to study that. But I'm I'm big on getting in there and doing every day together and building that that camaraderie with each other. And uh, and that's probably the biggest thing that I say. Um, is there's not a day that goes by that we won't go in the weight room and pick up weights and lift. Um, and it, you know, we may not go in there for an hour, 15 minutes, but we might go in there for 30 minutes, but we're going to go in there. We're going to live and we're going to have a mindset that, um, this is, this is how we got to where we're at. We got to continue to keep, keep working. And, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that all season with me is really where you build your football team. I think everybody knows that, but, um, you really find out who's, who's vested, who really wants to play. Um, and then who just, you know, who just were, who can handle adversity. Um, and we do a lot of stuff, not just in the weight room, but with lifting weights, but we do a lot of our all season training with, uh, sprints and, and different things, agilities and, uh, mat drills like everybody else does. But, um, it's not always, I tell our kids all the time, it's not about the drill. It's about how you're doing the drill and how you're encouraging each other and how you're uh, being coachable and, um, you know, all those things is what I'm looking at more than I'm actually looking on what kind of lift we're doing. So um, I think that would be the biggest philosophy I have is um, just working and knowing, hey, look, if that guy can do it, so can I. You know, if he can do it, why can't I do it, you know? 
Um, and I think that's important in today's kids because uh, I tell them, I say, look, is that kid tougher than you? No, coach. I said, well, you get in there and do it. You know, and, and most of the time those kids will you know, challenge yourself and, they'll, and they'll, they'll, they'll do something they didn't think they can do. So I would say that's probably my philosophy in the weight room. No, coach, I, I agree completely. You know, I, I have my kids for 30 minutes in the weight room and I was talking to somebody the other day, like I, I really want to make them all have perfect power clean form. But, you know, a lot of times that has to do with the athleticism of the kids. Some kids just are horrible. And, um, and I can sit there and waste 30 minutes and then maybe get 10 reps of power cleans in, but I need them to work. I need them to work as hard as they can within that 30 minute time frame. I agree with what Coach Nick says. That's awesome. Go in there and throw rocks for an hour. Do something. Go to work. I like your philosophy because that's my exact philosophy. Like, we got to work each and every day. And I think it's easier to coach kids on when, at practice when they, when work is demanded every day from them. <clears throat> coach, yeah, I think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I mean, I think it's like a callus on your hand or your feet, you know. I mean, over time, you get calluses, you know, and, and, and when you don't when you don't use your hands or use your, you know, it hurts to bump into somebody. But, but the more you do something over and over, you become callous to it and you become tougher. And I think that's, that's the mindset that I'm looking for is um, we got to take care of each other, but we also got to understand how we got, how we got to this point now. We got to continue to do it. Let me ask you this. This just question just popped in my head. My defense coordinator and I are talking about this. And, um, you know, one big struggle I have is always, you know, offensively and defensively is you, you got to have different answers. You can't just sit there, unless you're really good, just sit there in your base defense, like you said. But what is the fine balance that you found between what you don't want to do is put too much in and the kids can't execute it? But then you don't want to have so little in that the other team can exploit you. How do you kind of decipher that in your mind? Uh, it, the number one thing I ask my defense coordinator every week, and I ask ourselves, who's, who's the guy that can beat us? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've seen y'all run around a little bit. I've seen you know, who's the guy that can beat us. And that kind of determines what we're going to do. Um, you know, I mean, unless you got – you got four or five guys. I mean, they ain't really a whole lot we're probably gonna be able to do. But if you got one or two guys, you know, hey, look, let's build it around this. So if if if, if we lose the football game and we get give up big plays, and let's don't let these guys do it. And uh, I think it starts there. Um, that's kind of where I've always, um, you know, we go to all these seven on sevens and do all that stuff. Well, it don't take but about two or three plays to realize who they're gonna try to get the ball to. You right. Know? Uh, you kind of know how, okay, there's that, all right, that guy there, I need to make sure we, we cover that guy. We need to make sure we're trying to get a bump and run on that guy. So um, I think it all starts right there. Um, and then you kind of go into the uh, the scheme of things, what they what they like to do on certain downs and, and that kind of things. And then and then what kind of matchups you have. Do you have some matchups where, where you're a little bit better? You know, and let's try to get those guys uh, matched up versus their better guys. Or, you know, so I think it's just a constant basketball approach, in my opinion. Kind of what you take is uh, don't let their don't let their dudes beat you if you can. Make somebody else beat you and try to find a way to create turnovers. Last question for you, Coach. Um, 
So I started this podcast because just just for Christian coaches, you know, just to encourage Christian coaches, Christian leaders and young coaches getting into the business or coaching. Talk a little bit about your faith and how your uh, faith in Jesus Christ has influenced you as a coach and kind of molded you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, first and foremost, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's a calling to be a coach. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when you, as, as, as most good coaches that are uh, in the business, I, I really believe that we've been called to do it. Um, and, and Coach Nick's always said something, and Coach Laster, uh, you know, kind of got from him. And those two men have been really influential in me, uh, not just in football, but uh, to try to be a better Christian, do the right things, and, and, and try to lead my family the right way. Um, and, and Lord knows we always, I mean, I promise you, I'm not perfect in any way, but none of us are. But um, I feel like that. Uh, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I'm gonna have to answer uh, to the good Lord for standing in front of all these kids, you know. And and, um, and we bring a guy in every day, or bring somebody or every week. We bring somebody in, and and uh, you know we talk about we have devotions that kind of thing. But I think it's it's important to to, to share the gospel with your kids. Um, obviously, they don't have to receive anything, but I think it's our responsibility as coaches if we've been called to do it. Um, then I think it's our responsibility to put it in front of the kids and, and they understand that, hey, um, coach cares about me more than just football. And uh, and I think kids play more for those kind of coaches. I think that uh, um, that relationship piece um, with coaches and players is uh, it, very important. Um, I think that uh, for me, um, it challenges me every week to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and, and I'm supposed to be doing the right things um, if I'm going to stand in front of my players and, 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 and proclaim that, you know. So uh, those two things I think are really stuck with me is uh, when it's all said and done, I'm going to be held accountable for uh, standing in front of these players uh, every every week and to make sure that they, look, they, learn, they, learn, they learn more than just football. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for me. Well, that's awesome, Coach. Um, I know we both got big games tomorrow. Don't want to take too much of your time. Um, I was in the prayer, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us. Praise and thank you, Lord, first and foremost, for your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, and I just pray uh, for Coach, Lord, that you would just continue to be with him and what he's doing there at Houston County, Lord, and how you're using him to impact uh, Lord, not just the boys that he coaches for Jesus Christ, Lord, but the community, his coaching staff, the parents of the players, Lord, and, and people across the state. Lord, I just pray you just continue to bless him, Lord, keep his players safe, Lord, keep them focused as we head into the middle and end of the season. And Lord, I just pray that um, your blessings continue to be upon him, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In his name, amen. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Good luck to you. I appreciate you having me, and uh, hopefully we'll see you down the road. Yes, sir. I could just sit. I could just sit and wait for all your goodness. Hope to feel your presence. And I could just stay. I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. 
Savior in your arms and never leave home Never let these walls down But you have called me higher You have called me deeper And I'll go where you will lead me, Lord You have called me higher You have called me deeper And I'll go where you will lead me, Lord Will you Thank you.